Okay, you good? I'm actually Gucci. What? I know, right? You're Gucci to the Moochie. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm okay. I feel something brewing, but I'm not like overflowing, so I'll be all right. Okay, well, speak now or forever hold your pee, bro. <laughs> forever hold your pee. Okay, I think it just knocks up the loose. Let me go ahead and go take care of that now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be back. You're welcome. <laughs> Welcome to After Listen, the music discovery and discussion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Lee. And I'm Terry Yo. And for today's topic, we're taking a little journey into the rugged, but sometimes tender, world of country music. Alright. <laughs> oh, not, not tender in that way, but you know, sometimes, <laughs> actually. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it can be. So, we love music, and we love talking about it. But now we have to get through the obligatory disclaimers. You know how we do on after listen. So number one, we respect everybody's opinion, regardless of how wrong or terrible it may be. Number two, we're just talking about the music. We don't care about what happened during the artist's life or accusations or whatever they did that was deemed cancelable. We don't care about that. We're just talking about the music right now. Number three, this is just an overview of the genre. So sorry if we gloss over some of your favorite or pivotal country music artists or songs that you grew up with or some honky-tonky, whatever. We're just kind of doing a quick crash overview. And number four, and this is the most important, and I cannot stress this enough. Contrary to popular belief or whatever stereotype you have between me and Brandon, neither one of us really like country music and went into this kind of line. So this is going to be an authentic expression of our reactions to the playlist and off the gate, I want to give Brandon Lee uh, a huge applause and pat on the back for slogging through so much country music <laughs> to come up with this short and definitive playlist. Unlike my R&B one, his was nice and short and sweet. Mine has somewhere give or take between one and 100 songs. But, you know, Brandon Lee, I, I appreciate you making this a nice, succinct playlist for us. So Yes, and in that same vein, I just want to say, like, you know, comparing it to the R&B episode is a, is a good comparison or, or contrast, really, just because I don't have, like you just said, I don't have the years of experience listening to this genre to kind of like filter through and like like how you did with the R&B where, you know, you had your favorite songs, or what you thought was the best songs from like, you know, each decade. I am so out of touch with this genre before coming into this that I, I, that was just not feasible for me. So mm. just... Go ahead and letting everyone know the playlist for this week was very much just as I did just really get down in the nitty gritty and just listen to a whole bunch of country. This was just a few of some of my like favorite songs that I discovered throughout this process. So just full disclosure there. Um, lastly, you can check the show notes for song links and ways you can support the artist featured in today's episode. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the show. <laughs> so as, I if guess... I'm, as if I'm not already country enough, <laughs> I, I really need to turn it up. <laughs> we both do have very, like, not country music, but country culture backgrounds. You mm-hmm. being coming from Alabama, me born and raised here in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, both from kind of rural towns where, I mean, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm assuming country music was probably around a lot with you 100%. growing up. 100%. One hundred percent. It's um, yeah. Country music is one of those things that you cannot escape from. So, in my opinion, country music was the first satellite radio situation. Because mm-hmm. no matter where you are, anywhere in the country, you're gonna pick up a country music station crystal clear. You can't find a hip hop station nowhere near. You know Utah, whatever. <laughs> you know you the middle no, of woods you, somewhere. You're gonna be able to find f- eight different country stations. Yeah, for eight. sure. 100% and like HD before HD even came out like it was like that was the one thing that really made me annoyed by country music is like the fact being that no matter where you are especially like on a road trip you're gonna pick up a country music station nowhere like no matter what regardless yeah very I, I definitely agree with that um so just before we get into like the really meat of this discussion I just want to give a very brief kind of overview of what country music is uh traces its roots all the way back to like the 20s with um, like Appalachian mountain songs and, and 
a mix of that and like folk songs. Um, surprisingly, I learned this because I was curious during my dive into country music. I was curious if it was like, because especially in recent times with streaming and everything, you've seen a lot of genres be picked up in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, like you see, you know, hip hop is a really good example. Like every country has its own hip hop genre and culture pretty much, or maybe not every country, a lot, many countries do. Right. So I was curious mm-hmm. if country was in a similar vein to that and a little bit surprising to me, but probably shouldn't have been is it is one of the, of course, most popular genres across the world. Um, and in kind of researching that a, a little bit, I found out that a lot of country music can actually trace its roots back to like Irish and like Scottish, like folk music. Oh, wow. Like they also use like a, a fiddle or a fiddle like instrument a lot of times and stuff like that. Um, then we try fast forward a little bit and then with like blues coming out in the thirties and forties kind of melded with, with that Appalachian mountain folk music or whatever. And then of course, later on, it also started merging with R and B once rock really blew up in like the sixties and seventies, they started, you know, getting influenced by that. Um, it, it kind of fascinated me actually how it, it does kind of mirror ironically R and B a little bit. And just the fact that it did pull over the years from all these different genres and of course, uh, you know, all the way up to today with uh, the super patriotic, I-, I dub it like bro country, pop country, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, in simplest terms, country music is usually a very simple chord progression, almost always has a guitar. I feel like a guitar is actually paramount for country music or at least some kind of stringed instrument. Like I mentioned fiddle just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um and usually very, uh, I started to say vivid. That's not really the word I'm looking for. The way that the stories are told in country music, I feel like is kind of unique to country music and that it's usually somewhat simple, but also that gives it like a, a cleanness to it in a sense. Um, I could that, see that, but I also could see the, the blues influence as well. Oh, you the I'm, blues, especially once you get to like the fifties the and on blues is like, core to country music i feel like yeah especially i mean you you get well we'll talk about my playlist a little bit more on but there's i mean just so many breakup songs and like relationship trouble songs that have like blues like down to its bones almost you know Mm um so yeah uh moving on that's just a quick little overview of country music and in very brief of course it's much more in depth than that don't roast me for not you know, getting all the details on that. It's just quick, kind of give you a quick idea of, you know, how country music has, has evolved over the years and what it is. Um, so before we get into the playlist, I kind of want to talk about, you mentioned at the top, you know, neither one of us were really fans of country coming into this. Mm-hmm. I want to kick it to you first and, and why you, can you postulate a little bit on why that is? Why, why do you think coming into this, we had kind of a aversion to country music? Well, I can't speak for you exactly, but I can definitely say for me, um, the thing about country music that really kind of turned me off of it was the stories are kind of repetitive. And I noticed kind of, you know, the pot talking to the kennel because R&B can be like that as well, sometimes hip hop. But in R&B and hip hop, I definitely found there there's more nuance and more slight variety uh, when it comes to that. But to me, when you, when you think of country, well, first, first and foremost, honest omission. Never really been into classic country. I just those are like the artists from way back when. Those are the artists that kind of happen upon me. Like they just start playing it, and I happen to hear it. I've never sought out anybody like that. So I'm talking mainly about the patriotic bro country stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff that I kind of had was you know was forced to grow up listening to, and it was always dirt road truck girl Daisy dudes grab a beer. Rinse and repeat. Sometimes not even a rinse part, just repeat. So that's kind of what I got tired of hearing. Kind of, I'm just like, okay, here we go again. Getting here, sitting with my beer, on dirt road in my truck. I'm like, okay. Next song, truck, my truck, and my girl in my truck. Third song, truck down the dirt road, truck fell down the road. I'm like, God. so it's either that or it's like the incredibly depressing, you know, Dog ran over by my car, and the old lady smoked a joint and killed my dog. 
And then it's like, okay, well, damn, like, I don't want to hear this depressing ass shit. So, <laughs> so that's kind of what just turned me off of it. Uh, when I was, I did had a brief stint where I was like, okay, I want to learn as much about different music genres that brought in my horizon. And then I put one toe in the country and I was like, Mm-mm, no, we're going to go to Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for myself, I so much agree with everything you just said. Um, So I want to kind of get into that a little bit, though, because there's as I was listening to country and kind of reading up on it, there's a like marked difference post 9-11, actually, that that is where and I don't know if it's like the I'm assuming it was record labels largely that were at fault for this, but the super patriotic uh you know, talking about the same things you were talking about over and over again, the beer, the trucks, the field. Um, mm-hmm. There would usually be, you know, even a song, like a good example I keep going back to in my own head is the chicken fried song by the Zach, Zach Brown band. Oh, I should have written that down. I'm probably, that's probably not true. People who listen to country probably know what song I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've even heard it, but so it's like this whole song about how like, you know, the different things he likes, like chicken fried steak and all the blue jeans, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like right in the middle of the song, it's like, we got to keep the, you know, we got to keep the world safe, the red, white, and blue so we can keep all these things. And it's like, I, I get patriotism, you know, like, and, and for a lot of reasons, I do love this country. But there's like, whenever you hear it in every single song, and it's almost like a non sequitur where it just comes out of nowhere and it's not even what you were talking about the rest of the song, it takes you out. For me, it takes me out of it. It uh-huh. makes you just go like, why Why did you have that line? Like, it, it makes me imagine like a record executive, like holding a gun to their head. All right, you wrote the song. Now make sure you add a line about beer. Or make sure you add a line about God. Or make sure you add a line about the red, white, and blue. And it's yeah. like, you know, I'm okay with those things if they are connected to the theme of the song and what you're actually talking about, whenever you're just kind of mash them all together and every song is just a slightly different mishmash of these like four or five topics, it Uh gets old so fast, man. And yeah, it it really starts. Yeah. It it gets old. I I mean, that's the simplest way I could put it. uh, It's one of those things. Like if you go to like a, like a comedy show or whatever, where they kind of have like a set, like a few, few canned, uh, topics or a few things to get the audience riled up. It's kind of like that. So, you know, it's like you got this whole song about whatever, and then, you, you know, you throw a little thing in there just to get the people to go, yeah, you know, like just to kind of get them to chime back and chime into the song or whatever. Kind of, it's, like, it's something that's, if it's organic, like you said before, it makes sense. But if it's like shoehorned into the song, it, it's just like, okay, why? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And now I, I will say, because I'm sure we're going to have someone disagree with us. I'm sure during this era we're talking about like this post 9-11 country music era there i'm sure there are a a dearth of good songs that kind of you know slip through the cracks so to speak but the vast majority of what if you weren't like an avid country fan and you weren't like you said you neither one of us have really sought out country music if you weren't doing that you probably weren't going to find those because your experience would only be whatever was popular whatever's on the radio and the vast majority of it was this type of music that we're talking about yeah. That being said, though, I'm curious if you had different reactions to the songs on my playlist. And quick shout out to my good friend Taylor, who inspired this whole episode actually by sending a giant playlist of some of his favorite songs. Several of my play, several of the songs I added to the playlist come from his playlist. He sent me. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Taylor. Shout out Taylor. He his goal was to convince us that country music is good. And I will reserve my judgment on that for the end of the episode. He's probably, if he's listening to this, he's probably like cussing me out right now because he wants to know how I feel about it. And I've teased him a couple times. But anyways, uh-huh. sorry, small tangent. <laughs> uh, yeah, so getting to the playlist, what what was your reaction? So, you know, was there any songs that particularly you liked? Was there any songs that you thought, you know, like other country you've heard before, it was like trash and you never wanted to hear it again? Okay, so, Okay. The first time I listened to this playlist, I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? Um, not going to lie. Because uh, <laughs> I was just like, okay, this is weird. Um, and I just, you know, it's just one of those things where if you're, okay, 
how can I put it? Okay, for somebody like me who tends to listen to everything, not everything, but a lot of stuff on shuffle, I can I can go between genres and you know I can go from right, right. you know Mary Mary Gospel to Metallica to Little Wayne back to Sade or whatever. So it just whatever happens. Getting into this, I it was definitely a mind adjustment. I had to kind of reevaluate my mind and kind of just close it off and just really get into get into my Brandon Lee brain <laughs> and actually just focus on the lyrics because the production side was not feeling it. I <laughs> was wondering, yeah, that was one thing. I'm glad you immediately touched on that because this this whole time since I made this playlist, my literally as I was sending it to you, I was like, you know, country music doesn't have a lot of like stuff. Like if you're someone like you who's very production minded, it does mm-hmm. not have like a lot to dig into, so to speak. No, there wasn't really much to really jump out jump out at me. Not not to say there wasn't any, but there were some. You know, for the most part, it wasn't like I was forced to listen to the lyrics and listen to what the song was talking about, and that was the mind adjustment for me um, going into this playlist. I'll hold okay. my judgment for other other topics other topics as we go along. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, well I'll, I'll talk about the playlist briefly. So the the first five songs on the playlist are kind of classic. In my opinion, classic country songs that either was directed towards by friends or the internet or one or two of them actually just stumbled across. And those are songs that I feel, you know, again, like we were just talking about with the the more modern country or whatever. It has a very different style and like uh-huh. a, a vibe to it, I guess. You know, like you listen to the boy, a boy named Sue. That's yeah. so totally different from I took my girl out drinking in a field in the back of my truck and we hopped on a tractor and blah, 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 blah. 100%. Like, so, <laughs> first of all, you did wrong for starting off with the boy Nesu. That made me <laughs> want to that just, song. Like, that, I mean, I, so got, dumb, dude. <laughs> I got into it, but like, you can't, you got to bury the lead with that. You got to ease me into that. You can't just force me into that. <laughs> no, I threw you in. Run <laughs> to the deep end, bro. You threw me right into the deep end, face first with anchors on. Like, you're like, you're going to embrace this. So that was the one that really made me go like, oh my God, what, what did I get in, get myself into? Like this, this can't be the whole playlist. So, so that really was just like, okay, <laughs> I played that one. I stopped. I was like, okay, let me recalibrate my brain and do something else for a minute <laughs> and, then, and then ease myself back into it. Um, so before we started the episode, I thought we were doing, I thought actually going into this, I thought maybe like the first 10 songs actually were like older songs or classic country. Um, and that's when you enlightened me. It was like, nah, the first five. So I was like, "Oh, okay," because mm-hmm. they sounded they sounded very old. I didn't realize to what extent uh, some of the some of the songs were, um, as far as like recent songs or whatever. So, yeah, and <laughs> I never really paid attention to the names because I was so engrossed into the song and just trying to get into it. So, and I'm probably gonna talk about this a little bit later, but it's one of those things where like Conway Twitty, I've heard that name five thousand times. Same. Never yeah. listened to him before this Never whole journey I've been on. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing with Johnny Cash. I know. Don't come at me. I'm sorry. But yeah, I heard the name Johnny Cash. Yeah, I, I go, okay, when I hear the name Johnny Cash, I immediately go go to two, two frames of thoughts. One, I'll automatically think of some Western, and then also think of Johnny Cash from Mortal Kombat. The two don't relate. But that's just where my brain goes. So I could see it. <laughs> kind of makes so, sense. But I was like, okay, Western, Johnny Cash. Okay. Never really listened to any of his music. I just happened to know that people who like country music tend to like him for whatever reason. Um, and then hearing a girl named Sue, I can I can see why. Definitely kind of gives me uh uh what was that, the redneck comedy tour guys or whatever. Kind of gives me those kind of vibes a little bit. But, I uh, can see it, especially with this song in particular. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I will say Johnny Cash in particular. I could be wrong. The uh, the Waylon Jennings. Uh, what's his name? Really old guy smokes weed all the time. Snoop. No, the white guy, country star. Oh, why am I blanking on this? Hmm. He's the other singer on Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Uh, 
also starts with a W. Oh, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know why I was blanking on that. Um, they might also kind of fall into this, but Johnny Cash in particular is definitely from like the outlaw era of country music, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, that was okay. I could not think of what it was. I was like, it was country music, and I could see why, especially like you know back in the day, because like my stepdad, he's a like older black dude, and he grew up watching western, so he could sit there and watch Bonanza and whatever those uh, what's that other show? Bonanza, Gunsmoke, and all those shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can see why the allure and the bravado, I guess, of outlaw country would would you know. Uh, take over mainstream culture well uh, this was also where i think country really started to kind of get influenced by rock not necessarily i mean definitely rock like the music of course influenced in a lot of ways but even more so i feel like the like the culture mm-hmm. of like you know a lot of people growing up in the 70s and 80s like the the rock music they were listening to was like their rebellious you know, I had like rebellious undertones and stuff like that. It was them, you know, finding a, themselves in adulthood and all this stuff, young adulthood. Um, mm. And country music definitely like emulated of that, emulated that in a lot of ways, I feel like. And like the whole rebelling against, you know, this was whenever like, you know, again, Johnny Cash, he's going and he's like singing in, in prisons and he's, you know, mm. just this, the topics he's broaching is not like stuff that's towing the line, so to speak. Yeah. Um, which, as I said that, I realized he has a song called uh, Walk the Line. But anyways. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Okay. Which okay. is a really good movie, by the way, with uh, Yaqueen Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Really good movie. Okay. Um, quick aside. Um, but yeah, so these, again, were just some of my favorites. So I have A Boy Named Sue, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys, Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man, Duet with Kanye, Conway Twitty, and what is Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn, thank you. YouTube is not showing me. It was before, but it's not showing me now. They're like mm-hmm. other artists. Um, the Ride by David Allen Coe and Odeed in Denver by Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. The Ride was one I thought, I just kind of added it just because I thought it was just kind of a cool story. Of a guy, you know, a, 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 I imagine up and coming country star, mm-hmm. someone trying to make it into the industry, and they're hitchhiking to Nashville from somewhere, and mm-hmm. the ghost of Hank Williams Sr. picks him up yeah. in an old Cadillac and drives him, you know, most of the way. Um, like yeah. the first time I was listening to that, whenever the line reads like, you don't have to call me Mr. Mr., the whole world calls me Hank or whatever, Hank. I was like, what? Yep. What? What just happened? It's not yeah. like actually I had to look it up. And apparently it's from like some producer claims that he hitchhiked, you know, got picked up by the ghost of Hank Williams or in, like back in the seventies or something. Um, seventies. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if it's true. It's probably not true, but that's what I read online. But anyways, I thought it was just a cool little, cool little story kind of encapsulated like the way that country can tell a story. And, and a lot of ways you were right. What you said earlier, it usually is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. in their storytelling there's not like a lot of you know wordplay and like double entendres and hidden meanings and stuff that you can like you know you got to pull out at the source and look up what the synonyms are for words to understand the meaning like there's not really much of that yeah. for the most part yeah i definitely was feeling those kind of vibes and then like the first the first five in particular are the songs that really to me definitely embody a lot of the blues as far as the storytelling aspect of it yes. and, the, and the progression of the story. So you're like really engrossed into like, like it, it, it's definitely a, a full, a full story. So you have your, your beginning, middle and end between the three verses. So it tells a complete story, complete thought. And that once I got past the boy named Sue and I, I, I actually <laughs> like, again, the, the, this is like the first time I heard it. First couple of times I heard it. Then after that, I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. Um, so, you know, I, once I kind of put my guard down a little bit and it's like, okay, let me just, let's just have fun with it and just let it, let it play. Uh, those three songs, uh, excuse me, not three, those first five songs. Definitely. Um, I definitely enjoyed those a lot. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, Odie in Denver is just probably most people would not pick it as their favorite Hank Williams song, but I don't know for me, it's the one that got stuck in my head the most. I've listened to a good bit of Hank Williams jr. Just cause he was, I think like the face of country for a long time to a mm-hmm. lot of people. Um, and he does have a lot of great classic country songs, but something about OD in Denver, just like 
uh, slightly catchy. It's the the a, a lot of country is like has like a clean feel. Like they kind of veer a little bit more towards like being family friendly in a lot of ways, you know. One hundred percent. And O.D. in Denver was one song that I felt kind of broached that. I mean, he's literally talking about he found the love of his life, took too much cocaine, and now I can't remember what her name is. And that's yeah. like the whole story of the song. And there's something about that I appreciated as just being different from most same. of the rest of it. One hundred percent. I was the same way. When I got to that one, I was just like, okay, I'm listening, listening, and then it was like, did too much cocaine. I was like, oh, what? Oh, okay. Okay, we're going there now. Okay, cool. Let's go. Which he was also very <laughs> much part of the like outlaw country era. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I guess I'll just I'll keep moving right along. So then we get uh, on the playlist starting with Stick Season by Noah Kahan. We start getting to more modern stuff. So we got that song. We got Sam by Sturgill Simpson, which I fell in love with that song immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. Blue Side of the Mountain by The Still Drivers, Sleeping on the Blacktop by Coulter Wall, All Yorn, Tyler Childers, Spotless by Zach Bryan featuring the Lumineers, and The Man from Waco. And then you added a few that we'll, we'll I'll touch on that in just a second. Um, mm-hmm. So all of these are from like literally just the last few years. Uh, the Zach Bryan. That. And that's it's interesting that you say that because these are all songs that I feel like uh are are kind of bringing country back mm-hmm. um a lot of people i've seen talk about it in the past few weeks have, have kind of started dubbing it like the revival of country mm-hmm. because a lot of these up-and-coming artists or you know i don't even know if these are still considered up and coming but a lot of these i guess relatively new artists are you know they're they're really getting in touch with like i feel like what makes country music good in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and of course streaming i think is a huge part of that they're able to like bypass the record labels that were you know like i postulated before we're like holding guns to people's heads saying you got to add these lines that talk about these same cliche topics over and over again people are able to break away from that mm-hmm. um zach bryan in particular has kind of become the face of that for a lot of people just because okay. he is like he was a navy dude who was just he literally got famous because he was just he would set up his like phone right and just be playing on a guitar different you know singing his own songs that he wrote or whatever and he just like blew up online um okay so much that he got a dishonorable discharge from the it might not have been i think it was navy but whatever armed forces he was in he got a dishonorable discharge so that he could chase this music career and now he's like absolutely blowing up uh the song spotless this Mm -hmm. album i believe just came out like earlier this year let me take a second to double check that yep 2023 um Okay. Actually, it just came out August 25th. So, oh, wow. so it's very recent. recent. And one thing you probably noticed about most of these guys, something that it took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to realize just about myself, I tend to like the very deep baritone oh, yeah. voices. Mm-hmm. And I also think that very much lends itself to a more classic country feel um the man from waco in particular that opening little theme that it just as soon as i heard that dude i'd never heard the song before going on this this music discovery and as soon as i heard it i was like oh that is country as hell yeah so country it just leads the, the opening notes are just like embodies everything country music is in a sense right yeah, one hundred percent. So like when I hear that, I automatically it takes me back to the times I was watching TV Land and yes. watching Gunsmoke Bonanza. And it all has a shows. feel reminiscent of all those old westerns, absolutely. Yeah. And and this is also relatively recent. Uh, I think like twenty twenty uh, okay. is this album twenty twenty two actually. Oh wow, sorry. Um, so yeah, like Charlie Crockett is also another one like him and Zach Bryan are kind of the two, at least the two that I saw talked about the most, as far as being like the revival of country. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Cause if you like, if you listen to these songs, like it's a clear departure from mm-hmm. all of the more modern stuff we already talked about. Um, yeah. Just it's, it's, it's just good, man. In my opinion, like a little bit of, a, I guess I'll go ahead and say it now I, I, these are, songs i thoroughly enjoyed to the point where i'm like listening to this playlist on the way to work and i'm singing along i'm belting out the notes um again the quality of their voices man like 
you most likely didn't, but if you look up Coulter Wall, uh-huh. just based on his voice, the image I had of him in my head, uh-huh. nothing. He looks nothing like it. <laughs> like okay. in my head, I was literally picturing this like kind of older, rugged, you know, wrinkle faced, like leathery skin dude. No, yeah. man. He's like a young white guy with like kind of long hair, a mustache. <laughs> and then you just hear his voice and it's like, it's just so, I don't even know. It's just, it's not real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways it is. Cause you definitely, I feel like in a lot of other genres, you don't necessarily see this style of singing like mm-hmm. showcased super often, like the super deep baritone. And yeah. it was just, I don't know, man, something I didn't really know to know this about myself, but definitely was, you know, like I said, all pretty much all these songs have like a super deep baritone singing voice. Um, and again, I, I do just want to reiterate real quick. This is not like an all-encompassing list. There were several other songs I did like that didn't make it on this list. There's no women artists on this list, even though there were several women artists country songs that I did really enjoy. I just I don't I don't I don't know why they didn't make it on. Um, also got kind of chewed out by my my aunt told me I better have some George Strait, and I was uh, like that was after <laughs> I'd already sent you the playlist, and I was like, oh damn. <laughs> and I'm not even like hardly listening to any George Strait. Um, so he's not on here either. But Oh, that's funny. Um also on here, uh surprisingly, because I was actually gonna put him on here, but I was just like, eh, I will pass on that one. Uh Billy Ray Cyrus. So so that was a song. I mean, that's more pop country, but if I again, this is me being a young kid, that was one of the songs that I knew mm-hmm. that I, that was forced upon me. Don't break my heart. My aching, breaking heart. I mean, it was obviously it was elementary because I was in elementary when the song came out and I was listening to it. So, I, again. Well, I was never going to put that song on the list because I didn't want to have to sub- subject myself or you to that for facts. The week that we were listening to this. <laughs> yeah, um, I, do, I do appreciate it. But, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due, you know. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it was like. I don't know what it charted at you know at the time it was released or whatever. I'm sure it was like top ten at least for a while because it was yeah people still know it today. So it obviously had you know some kind of impact. Yeah, um, yeah man. Just the modern the modern revival of country is just it's going back to its roots. Like Sam by Sergio Stimson is just a quick like one and a half minute little mm-hmm. somewhat emotional song about a guy's Losing dog named Sam who had passed away and he's just talking about how Sam was, you know, the, the best friend of man there ever was and everything. And as someone who's had lots of dogs over the span of my life and, and several of them have passed away either from, you know, accidents or just from old age or whatever it was like hit me in the feel in a way that like a lot of other music wouldn't, even though it is a very simple song, like just mm-hmm. something about the simplicity makes it like, if you can relate to it, it makes it hit kind of, just different i feel like that if it was like super complex and you just stop and think about it right i mean honestly like the song sounds like a eulogy song i mean because it's like in a lot of ways i think it is yeah so it's like basically acapella with a few harmonies um and you know like you said short and sweet and that's what made me think that these songs are old because they kind of kind of gave me that old school doo-woppy like we can't afford all the instruments in the studio so we're just gonna harmonize and you know do this little quick cut and get in and out Mm -hmm. kind of kind of feel uh, similar to what to what you were saying earlier. <sighs> okay. All right. Fine, fine, fine. I like the playlist too. So <laughs> I was trying They're to hold good it back. songs, right? They're good They're songs. They're good songs. Man. I will like, I will say at like the songs you chose were some good songs. So the first time it was hard to, to get through. because uh, I was like, you can't have to, you know, like I had to really take my whole brain out and switch it and re- recalculate it to listen to it. But once I got into the right headspace for the songs, I would say a good 95% of the songs I enjoy and I did skip. Um, the one song I did skip was Sam because, again, it was it was kind of sad. It, it is kind of it, sad. And once you hear it a couple times, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a short one and a half song. So, like, I didn't skip yeah. it every time, but I did also find myself skipping it a little bit just because, like, yeah. Again, I don't want to be thinking about all the pets I've had die over the years every time I'm like driving down the road. <laughs> yeah, know? of course, of course. Don't, don't want that to happen. And I don't have any, never had any pets. Um, but, you know, still, you know, a loss is a loss. So you can yeah. relate to that. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or, or you can, you know, empathize with, with that. 
But yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed them uh, so much so that I decided to add a few little songs to the playlist as well that I thought you may find interesting. And uh, we can talk about that after we take a quick little break. Okay, we'll be right back. Hey guys, we're coming to you today with a request. If you've been liking the show so far, it would help immensely if you could rate us and leave a review. This helps us get highlighted on different platforms and allows new listeners to find us. This also helps us know what content you guys enjoy and what you want to see more of. High ratings and reviews, of course, you know, help us grow the podcast and connect other people to the joys of listening to music. Now you can have a hand in growing this community simply by letting us know your thoughts. And thank you sincerely for all the support that we've already received. Yep. What he said. No, I'm just playing. But seriously, though, uh, thank you for supporting us no matter how you do it. And again, rating and reviewing will help us on whatever platform you're on or whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Just, you know, leave us a review and, you know, share us with your friends and family. And also, more importantly, keep on listening. Woo. All right. And we are back. We are back. All right. All right. Okay. So as I was alluding to before the break, um, I did enjoy the country music playlist. Um, I'll be honest. Um, like other than Sam, which you know I didn't skip all the time, but you know other than Sam, I enjoyed which, the playlist. Real, real quick before we go, I just want to say you, you, I kind of touched on it before, but a, a few of these songs, a couple of these songs, um, "Spotless" in particular by Zach Bryan, I do like that. Like he's not afraid to like drop an f bomb. Oh yeah, in the middle of the song, like yeah. that just it gives it an edge that a lot of country yeah. music is just lacking. It's, it seems more honest and like real to life. I feel like, yeah. like if you're someone, I'm sure Zach Bryan's probably someone who cusses in his day to day life. So like to, to censor himself in his music just seems inauthentic in a way. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That's something I wanted to point out real quick, but sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yes. You, you like the playlist and that led you to, I believe. That, yes. That led me to torture you by adding a few songs that, Made me <laughs> only one me... of these songs tortured me. You could probably guess which one. Yeah, yeah, definitely the Dolly Parton song. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> nah. so okay, so let me preface this. So uh, on the playlist, the first what twelve songs are songs that Brandon Lee, you know, painstakingly uh, put together for us. And again, I thoroughly enjoy um, all those songs. Then here I come. I was like, oh yeah, I think I remember a couple of country songs or country influenced songs um, that I wanted to share. The first one being good old, good old Cletus, Cletus T. Judd. So, okay, this is how how my disdain for country music started. Not started, but continued to go on. And I think I just kind of just said after this, I'm done. So um, <laughs> early on, because country music, you know, tend to happen upon me during road trips or whatever else. We're like, you know, changing the station, get stuck on this only thing we could listen to. You know, we're all clawing at the glass, you know, trying to get out the car while we're going 80 miles per hour down the road. You know, anything to not listen to this because it wasn't our jam. But as I got a little bit older, got, you know, middle school, high school ish, I was like, okay. Similar to how I discovered hybrid and electronica, I was like, let me go through music choice or whatever. I was bored. I was, you know, go through the cable channels. I never watched CNT or a country music channel. I'm not sure if it still exists, but there was like a, a channel dedicated strictly to country music. And I was like, okay, you know what? I watch MTV occasionally, VH1. Let me give this country music station a, a channel a chance. I flipped to that channel, and this is when I came across the first redneck on the internet, the music video for it. And it was one of those songs where I was like, why <laughs> is this a thing? And why is it so awful? And why it's, is it stuck in my It's kind of humorous. It's humorous. The lyrics the are The first fat. time I listened to it. Yeah mildly humorous the second time but the third time i was like all right <laughs> yeah 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 like <laughs> so you resurrected that song in my head <laughs> with this whole playlist i listened to all this country music i was like wasn't that like a redneck song about the internet and i found it and i added to the playlist and it was yeah which yeah. i will say i was kind of when it, I, I think i told you this whenever you were like hey i'm gonna add a song is it, is it do you mind and i was like no go ahead and I saw the song. I, I think I texted you and I was like, man, I completely looked over like in, in all of the, again, it's just so hard to, to like, there's like 
a hundred years of country music at this point. So it's hard to mm-hmm. like sort through all that in just, you know, a handful of weeks or whatever. But all of the, there's, there's a whole like sub genre of country music that's like comedic. Yes. And 100%. this is definitely from that subgenre. And I am a little, a little sad that like this is the only song from that that's on the list, but it's a f- somewhat good representation of it i guess yeah i mean look, it's you know we, we, we try to represent as much as we can with these little crash courses but you know we can always mm, okay i won't put that out in the world but we you know we could possibly go down that road one of these days of uh, yeah let's not yeah let's not, let's not tie us down anything yeah specific, yeah you know? yeah 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 let's put a big old <laughs> asterisk next to that but uh but yeah so that song was pretty funny um uh and this is kind of where i wanted to talk about how country music has uh, has somewhat influenced other cultures as well um just like how hip-hop currently at the time of recording and probably for the next 30 or 50 years at this point hip-hop was kind of taking over the world um Mm -hmm. it was a you know it was frowned upon it was a whole bunch of anti this stuff at the beginning but now you got people who don't even speak the language rapping and singing and whatever emulating hip-hop culture so that being said I was thinking to myself when you know when, you, when we uh, decided on this topic, I was like, I wonder if country music has had that same influence on other countries as well. And lo and behold, there are a few things, um, a good few examples that I was able to bring to the table. Um, again, I didn't thoroughly research any of this stuff, so don't like you know don't flame him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't flame me or don't set your banjos on fire and come you know chase me down the street or whatever. <laughs> In your truck with banjo, gonna get that terio. All right, so uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, first right, they're gonna end up comedic country songs, or whatever. We'll, we can we've already spent enough time on that, we can move on. So the next one, which I, I just want to say, like, there's no way that's his real name, right? Cletus T. Judd is like the maybe it's because of this guy, but in my mind, that's like almost the most like stereotypical redneck name you could possibly come up with. I I mean, it's gotta be a stage name. I refuse to believe it's not. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but all you gotta go is to Cletus.com. He (laughs) was the first. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) so moving past Cletus, um, I wanted to give a shout out to Bubba Sparks. Um, for being one of the not i don't know if he's the first or not but definitely one of the pioneers of uh country rap or hip-hop or whatever they want to call it so when bubba first came out you know was working with timberland for the first two albums third album was done with organized noise and um big boy from outcast and then from that point on he's been independent and kind of going full throttle with the country rap thing so in modern country, even if you're just singing on a song, there's a lot of hip hop and R&B influence. Um, like uh, my friend uh, DJ Kenny Boy, uh, he actually recommended um, a guy, which I forgot his name. I was gonna get get the artist a shout out, but I forgot. But it's a country song, but it got 808s galore, hi hats really? everywhere. Oh yeah, that so that's thing one rides. thing that's definitely like lacking. Is I mean, as someone who has a history of playing guitar, I can't appreciate like the guitar being the main instrument, but you, you compare that to most other genres where it's, you know, the production is like such a huge part of making the song mm-hmm. and like having all the different sounds come together in a cohesive, pleasant melody. Yeah. You don't always get that in country. So yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the downfalls. And I think now in today's country, which you know, for for good or for bad, depending on how you feel or, you know, the purity of the genre, if you would. Um, some people like it, some people don't. But I just mm-hmm. know with the, with the new generation, things are going to change. And I'm noticing that for the new country artists that are coming out, it, there's definitely more. There's guitar forward, but there's also more drum, more bass, more um, more production involved in the, in the country songs. Which, again, could be a good thing or could be a bad thing. Yeah. If we want to give Bubba, Bubba Sparks a shout out for um pushing the genre he's like one of the pioneers one of the mainstream artists that you know merged rap and country music together and on this song in particular i think this is like off his fourth or fifth album um devil's fire production wise this is like one of the songs like i was like this is i love how they did that 
to where they blended. It sounded like it was going to be just a regular rap song, and then it goes straight into an authentic country song in the middle. Yes. It <laughs> threw me for a loop the first time, because I, whenever mm-hmm. I first... You told me, hey, I'm going to add a few more songs or whatever, and I was like, please do. I'm ready for it. More power to you. And I was listening <laughs> to this one, and at first I'm like... Where's the country at? This is just Bubba Sparks. I know it says Daniel Lee, but like, or is he just going to come in with like a short, like just, I didn't get it. And then like you said, it comes in like full country. Like mm-hmm. it fully, it's like a genre shift in the middle of the song, 100%. but it works, which yes. is what's really cool about it. So the huge, like, I agree with you. Huge shout out, huge, huge big ups to Bubba Sparks for making that work. Cause that's. Oh yeah. It's no easy feet. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely not. And like I said, most people know him from uh, Ugly, and also know him for you know the song Deliverance, which I think is like one of the Atlanta Braves, uh, one of the players' walkout song. You know, they play it all the time at the at the at their Braves stadium or whatever. Hmm. I know sports. I do not. <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> so moving past Bubba Sparks, um, again, think about Johnny Cash, and I was like, okay, I've heard this name before. I know he's you know country outlaw tough guy. I was like, why do I feel like Snoop Dogg is involved in this in somehow, some way? And then I forgot Snoop Dogg did a country song. <laughs> Which I do just want to say, he shouts out Johnny Cash at the very beginning of the song and says mm-hmm. he's an OG gangster. So, yep. you know, yep. if, if just to tie back into my, like, he's from the outlaw culture or mm-hmm. outlaw era of country and all that. If Snoop Dogg's saying you're an OG gangster, man, that's like the biggest seal of approval you can get Facts. In, by today's standard, I feel like. Absolutely. <laughs> I did love this song, by the way. Okay, he, good. I, I was wondering if he was going to fill that one. Immediately, I've, I've, I was digging it. Like it, it. This is, when you talk about like the merging of hip-hop and country, I feel like this is, it's got to be like top five best examples you could find. Oh, yeah. If, if oh, not yeah. higher than that. Like... Snoop Dogg on a on a country beat rapping, not, not even really necessarily rapping, just, just because I mean maybe rapping. I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it's 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 it like it's moments where he goes into rapping and moments where he yeah kind of sings a little bit. I mean honestly, like he's doing today's rap where it's kind of half sing songy, half talky, true, half true. rap. So, but yeah, it's just the fact being that you hear you hear this acoustic guitar come through, and then you hear like you know, mm-hmm. and you hear like Snoop Dogg coming on there. It's like Jack B. Nimble, Jack B. Quick. I'm like, what in the world is this? So, <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. That's one of those one of those moments where you can tell Snoop was like, you know what? I'm on my 80th blunt this hour. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I could do a country song. And the producer's like, hold on, hold my beer. I got you. <laughs> I, I feel like what might have happened is like he, he was on his, you know, 70th blunt for the hour. And then like the radio <laughs> knob got broken on the country station. <laughs> Ten more blunts later, he was like, "Cause I could do this." Yeah, he just hopped on, you know. <laughs> it straight killed it. <laughs> so I love that one. So yeah. So yeah. again, so country music definitely, um, like I said, influences influences the hip hop world and the hip hop world influences country. So I mean, that's again the joys of music where you could take one genre that's you know stereotypically or not stereotypically previously was um, siloed. Um, into his own world and started, you know, blending things and start throwing it into the gumbo. And, you know, sometimes you have some stuff that works. Sometimes it don't. Sometimes it do. But these are some good examples of where the country really works. Which we've said it before. I'll say it again for the both of us. We love music gumbo, man. You, yes. If you can do it well, mixing of genres is just always a, at least the first time you're listening to it, a surprising delight, I feel like. I mean. It just, yeah, it's. No, 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 no. I'm saying no. It's it's so good, man. It's just like when done well, you get the full body experience. You get yes. you get the mind being blown. You get the the uh, goosebumps. You get the nipple chills. You get all of that. So it's like it makes you feel something. And like when done correctly, it's mwah. not to mention the the like outside of that, just the bringing together of two different cultures or two different you know sets of yeah. fans. Is always Absolutely. great to see. Um, we need more of that. We need more cooperation and more coming together today. So anywhere yeah. I can get it, I'm like, yes, more. Please Absolutely. give me more. <laughs> yes, cross it over. Throw it in a gumbo. Let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And finally, um, the last two songs I added to the playlist. 
So here's the thing. Um, I didn't re- I didn't know that I will always love you by Whitney Houston was a remake until later in life. So I only knew the Whitney Houston version. I'd be willing to bet most people of both your and my age and like below would mm-hmm. think the same. Because let me I'm a, I don't know if it'll show it on YouTube, but I wonder when. So the Dolly Parton came out. Her version of it was 1974. Yeah, so that's like way deep, deep in the creeks. My parents <laughs> weren't even like ten yet. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. So yeah, so I only knew the Whitney Houston version, and of course, you know, the bodyguard, and you know, they, you know, wore that song out to death or whatever. And we all know Whitney, you know, fantastic voice, his voice, and everything. And later in life, uh, I come out to discover, like, oh yeah, you know, that was originally a country song. I was like, huh? Stop lying to me. And they was like, no, nah, that was originally a Dolly Parton song. I was like, what? So I knew that. I never cared. I was like, I'm going to keep up with him. I don't give a damn about Dolly Parton. Whatever. So then came around, you know, to this, you know, modern day. I was like, okay, cool. All right. Let's put Dolly and put Whitney back to back. And let's see how that goes. I listened to it. And oh, my God. Whitney Houston did a country song. Yeah. And I did not realize how much, again, the Whitney Houston version always played on contemporary R&B stations, you know, for many years. But when you listen to those songs back to back, Whitney Houston did a country song. Yeah. And it's crazy. Crazy. 100%. Yeah. No. And, and it keeps well, like, sorry, not to cut you off, but no, I was like, say on the, um, like just the, okay. So Whitney, her version starts off with her state with her just singing. And there's no music. Which, no I, which one thing I do like about her version is that she has that lead in and the mm-hmm. music comes in once she kind of starts. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a little different, yeah. but it is, it's different in a good way. I felt like. Yeah, no, 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 you're correct. You're correct. So I, li- I like how Whitney starts off with her vocals and then the band, the music, the accompaniment or whatever comes in during the chorus. But the version of the accompaniment in the very beginning is the country version of the song. And then after that, that's where they try to incorporate more R&B-ish melodies. Mm-hmm. But it starts off with the guitar, very subtle. Again, totally reminiscent of Dolly Parton. Yep. So I feel like the production wanted to pay homage to Dolly Parton's version by starting it off that way. And then as it got a little bit more, um, as the song progressed, you know, they added you know more heavier drums and then add the saxophone or whatever else. But ultimately, if you take all that away, she... Did a country killed song. that song. She oh, did a country she, song. Yeah, and she yeah. killed it. She definitely killed, she it. killed it. One hundred percent. So yeah, and and no disrespect to Dolly because like even then again, like you know we all know Dolly got her asses and you know her stuff whatever. But I never really listened to her music. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it's Dolly. So I will say so. I also have never really listened to her music intensively, but I am a huge Dolly Parton fan. Just like her as a person. Oh yeah, like all the oh. stuff she, all of her like you know. uh like humanitarian work, her humanitarian yeah. work. Just she's just such a lovely person that I would love to just sit down and have a long conversation with. One hundred percent. I also, I could be wrong in this, but I feel like I've, I've read or seen somewhere in interviews where, after Whitney Houston's version came out, Dolly did basically say like, "Oh no, this is this is her song now because she just one hundred percent. She realized just like Dolly Parton's song or, or version of the song is very good." It's mm-hmm. a classic for a reason. I actually almost put it on here. I debated for like an hour on whether I should put it on here or not, but I ended up not just because I was like, everyone knows this song. I, you know, I was trying to economy of, of songs and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad you added it, but yeah, it's just as good as Dolly Parton is, you know, it's, it's hard to compare to Whitney's like earth shattering vocals <laughs> in Facts. a lot of ways. Like that's really the one leg up she gets. It's just Whitney's vocal range and just her ability to sing. Well, well. So here's the thing. So I'm conflicted because as powerful as Whitney's vocals are on the song, it's just something about Dolly's Parton version of the song where it's like so endearing. It, it and like, sounds it's, more it's like, intimate. It has a more intimate yes. feel. Like she, uh, that is one thing I definitely agree with. If it, it kind of feels whereas like whenever I listen to Whitney's song, it sounds like she's singing about someone. When mm-hmm. I listen to Dolly, it's like she's singing to me. Yes, Br- thank you. And that's and that's the whole vibe I get when listening to those two songs back to back. And I'm just like, 
Dolly is singing to somebody. Like she's like in the room having a conversation. And then, and that part really stuck out to me the most during uh, the second verse um, where I think the second verse or third verse, whatever verse where she's kind of just talking. Mm-hmm. And then in Whitney's version, that's part of a whole nother verse. So you know, like the, the part that comes uh, right before the big old, you know, music stop and then the and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that on the podcast. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> Why break not? Down Why no, not? no, 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 no. Look, look, I, I sing enough. <laughs> I sing enough. Look, I know my limits, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not gonna do that. But uh, again, just hearing both of them back to back, like it's just I don't know if they. Well, I never looked, but I don't know if they ever performed the song together or not. But it like it just would have hmm. been. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Um, yeah, I, I just. Yeah, and this that song just really leaves me speechless because it's one of those songs where you can hear the emotion in the song, like from Dolly's part in version. You know, when Dolly's doing her her the original version of the song, you feel like you're in the room, you're having that conversation, and she's you know on the couch talking to you right now and expressing these thoughts. And Whitney's version, equally as powerful. Um, not as intimate, but she delivers her power in a different way. I guess yeah. through her her delivery of the vocals, and then that long note at the end, or whatever else. So it's just those two songs again hit me in the feels. Sam hits you in the feels. I will always love you. Hit me in the feels. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those songs. The only the only reason it doesn't hit me in the feels quite as much is just because it's such a popular and rightfully so beloved song. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, you know, I've kind of heard it a lot growing up, but one thing, every time I think about Whitney's version of the song, man, there's a video, I think there's a few videos of this actually, but people will like play the song for like, their like young babies, like one and under, mm-hmm. right. And whenever yeah. she gets to like the part where she's just like absolutely belting it out, the kid, mm-hmm. like the little babies will start like crying because they're just so overwhelmed. It's like, that <laughs> yeah, it's like such a pure <laughs> demonstration of the power of music, dude. That like just her voice was like just so otherworldly good. Um, Absolutely. It, it does. Like you said, it loses out on that, the intimacy that Dolly had, but both good in their own different ways for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, man, overall, uh, this genre, I... I feel like I <laughs> okay. I won't say I'm a fan per se, but I appreciate it a lot more than I did going into this. Well, let me let me um, ask you a quick question. If if you yeah. had to pick, maybe putting you on the spot a little bit. If you had to pick no, a favorite ahead. song from yeah. my what I added to the playlist, mm-hmm. do you do you think you have a favorite out of all of them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this this is kind of hard for me. So I had two favorites actually. Okay. And I'm gonna split it up since you told me that you know the first five are the older ones and then the other the rest of them are modern. So the the front of new era that I really like, I like Man from Waco. The man from Waco. Love that. That just I that, that's my jam. Um going back to the old the oldie ones. <laughs> uh, don't judge me too hard. But I actually like Louisiana Woman and the Mississippi Man. Dude, I'm not judging you at all. That is a great song, man. A friend, <laughs> I randomly was texting a friend that I hadn't talked to in a while, and he was just asking, you know, how have you been? And I was like, oh, I've been listening to a lot of country for for this upcoming episode. And he's like, oh, ironically, he has a, a he's like big into vinyl, right? He's like, me and my girlfriend, we just went to like a flea market and got a couple of old like vintage country records. And I was like, oh, well, hit me with some of your favorites. And he, he listed a few of them, but that was, I listened to all of them, but that one was like my favorite out of all the ones he suggested by far, man. It's such a good mm-hmm. duet. Yeah. You don't get I good love duets that. anymore, dude. And like, you don't. The you way don't, they, they bounce back and forth, like the lyrics play off each other, it's just, mwah, I love it. Yeah. 100%. And then I can, I, I could totally envision like a whole square dancing community, like at the bar, just everybody getting down on that. You know, dozy do and a swing your partner around and all that stuff. So, and that's oh god, oh no, I just you just unlocked a whole nother memory. I remember, uh, oh damn, I'm like, I must have repressed this deep in my head. <laughs> oh, so, no. uh, so apparently, growing up in middle school, it was a requirement in South Georgia to do square dancing, and we actually used to do square dancing as far as like in a gym class. That was part of like the I curriculum. Never had to do that. Thank God. <laughs> 
So I was like, why do I know Dosey Doe? And I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, we had to swing our partner around. So, yeah, that may have also contributed to my dislike of country music, <laughs> being forced to, yeah. like, <laughs> to be a paired up with some random girl in your class. You're like, you swing her ass around, and then, like, I don't know my own strengths. I'm, like, getting her throwing her into the bleachers and shit. So it was just like, <laughs> that was a whole other thing. But, uh, yeah. Oh, God, you just, man. Yeah, I got scared from this playlist. No, no. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man, uh, that's, that's a good vibe. I like that one. Again, it, it's a fun song. So I, I like the that fun vibe with that one. Well, I will say just you you picking the man from Waco as like your more modern favorite reminded mm-hmm. me. I, I kind of mentioned this as I was finalizing the playlist or like really kind of pulling it together. Cause like I've done in the past, my system was, I was just listening to a bunch of country music. And if I liked the song, I literally liked it like on YouTube or Spotify, wherever I was at. And then I went back and compiled that in the one mega list and then trimmed it down. I realized I had like five Charlie Crockett songs on there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, and I still almost kept to uh, another song. Um, from besides the man from Waco, so I would highly recommend man going and listen to that whole album if you if you mm-hmm. enjoyed that one because mm-hmm. this one I, I picked the man from Waco because it has that just again so I don't even know man like bombastically country like yeah <laughs> it's definitely. so thoroughly country in its tone um, country western yes country Bye. western a, a lot of his other songs from this album have. Uh, kind of a more Americana slant, uh, okay. which I know we've discussed in the past that you have, mm-hmm. you've, you've, there's been a more Americana songs that you could yeah. maybe throw in the country, but you've actually vibed to. Um, yeah. 100%. So I'm, I'm happy that you said that because I think, I think there's several songs, several other songs from that album you would thoroughly enjoy. Okay. Okay. And shouts out to the radio company, Jensen Eccles band. Yes. A, a good one. example of some Americana that, that kind of borders the line of country, I would say, and mm-hmm. is is good. Yeah, but but, but <laughs> definitely it's like one, <laughs> but it's definitely one of those baritone again with the baritone and the harmonies. I think that that's what really gets us. And no disrespect to the uh, what's the American Idol girl or whatever. Uh, uh, start with a C. What's her name? Carrie Underwood. There we go. No disrespect to the Carrie Underwoods of the world and all of them and the. Shania Twain's and all of them, but you know, everything ain't for everybody. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so we're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I, I will just say, you know, I'm I'm excited actually a little bit to see like because I've kind of shunted country away from me for most of my life and purposefully not listened to it. Now that mm-hmm. I've forced myself to to do that, to go and listen to it. And I've, I've kind of discovered that here recently, you know, the, the whole country revival thing is going on or whatever that we kind of already talked about. I'm excited to see like five, 10 years from now, how is country music going to look? And am I, you know, is, is my fandom of it going to grow? I guess is what I'm, I'm excited to say. I'm definitely going to be like keeping an eye out on the Zach Bryans, the Charlie Crockett's, the Tyler Childers, uh, mm-hmm. all, all these people. Um, there's, there's several others that are like coming up or, or have blown up recently that really have me excited. And I did not at all. Like if you had asked me before I went into this, how I thought I would feel at the end, it mm-hmm. would not be excited for the future of country music. I totally agree with you. Um, again, I'm in a similar vein. Um, I'm more open to going into this genre. Um I'm, I'm I'm approaching. I'm cautiously I'm cautiously optimistic. Is the best way I put it about it. Like I'm not firmly committed to going into this just yet. Because again, I like your playlist. Um, but based upon the other things I kind of hear, I'm just eh, I'm I'm a little scared. But again, uh, I, I'm I, open I to going into it. If if you want a good way to kind of maybe start dipping your toes in, what I have mm-hmm. found is if you. If you if you're on YouTube Music at least, uh, if you like listen to the playlist and then just let the autoplay mm-hmm. feature just kind of fill in other songs that are similar, mm-hmm. I, I've discovered that I've actually like I'll finish listening to the playlist and I'll be driving and so I won't be you know I'll be in the middle of the interstate or something won't really have time to like 
mess with my phone to switch back to start the playlist over to, or to, you know, go to another song or something. So it'll just keep playing. And I found that several of the songs that would come up afterwards, I'd be like, dang, if it wasn't, if we weren't recording in two days, I would love to have this song on the playlist instead. Just something like that, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. So also oh. for anyone else who's maybe thinking about, who's not a fan and maybe thinking about getting into it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And then um, a shout out to uh, DJ Kennyboy for recommending uh, the artist. I finally found a guy that he recommended. Um, his name is Nico Moon, and the song was Nico called Moon. Good Time. Okay. And, um, that name sounds that, familiar. Have you played him? Have you sent me some of his stuff before? I think I may have. I think, like, not uh, for the podcast. I think just, like, personally. No, just, I think you sent me yeah. stuff of his. Yeah. That sounds really familiar. Yeah, because uh, cause he put me on there. I was like, oh, cool. I automatically send it to you by default. So it was just like, okay, yeah, definitely got to check this one out. And, you know, y'all can check it out, too. Um, speaking of checking things out, you can check us out online at afterlistenpod.com and you can follow us on all the socials at afterlistenpod and, um, uh, you know, do all the things like subscribe, share the podcast with your friend. Give us uh, a rating. If you liked it, you know, give us a yeah. thumbs up, let us know what yeah. you liked about it or what you absolutely. didn't like. Yeah, absolutely. We're open to all of that. Um, like I said, if you feel the same way we do about country or if you're an avid country fan or. If you're in the same struggle boat with us trying to, you know, appreciate it a little bit more and, you know, a little, little nervous going into this lane. But, you know, whatever. Well, it, it, any thoughts you have related to country music, feel free to comment below. Um, like I said, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, we're everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, so other than that, we appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>